And now they have become followers of Christ. Where they used to be strong as trees in Buddhism, as he called it. They are now disciples of the Lord Jesus. Hello and welcome to this action podcast from Bible League International. I'm your host, Michael Woolworth. Sri Lanka in Central Asia is the teardrop-shaped island nation in the Indian Ocean near India. The country is predominantly Buddhist, with natural beauty in a warm tropical climate. And it has a storied past with a 26-year civil war that ended in 2009 and the 2004 tsunami that killed thousands. My colleague Anton traveled recently to Sri Lanka and has an amazing story to share. Anton, welcome what else can you tell us about Sri Lanka by way of an introduction? Yeah, well, many of the things you mentioned uh, are indeed uh, what we saw. I'd never been in a, in a country with a Buddhist majority, and it was quite impactful. Um, you know, the first thing I noticed upon arrival at the airport was a giant Buddha statue. Hmm. And, and when you come outside, you see that Buddhism is literally everywhere. Uh, like taxi drivers have small shrines uh, on their dashboard. And then on hilltops, you see giant statues. It's, it's, it's all over the place. You can't hmm. miss it. And the next thing was the stunning natural beauty. Um, to my surprise, the parts of the island we visited were really lush and green, hmm. even though it was in the middle of the winter. And the scenery of the hills and the valleys is absolutely fantastic. You don't need to go deep into the forest to see the biodiversity, like monkeys and lizards and squirrels <laughs> all around you, and especially birds. I'm, I'm, I like birds. And, you know, like mm. peacocks. I, I only know peacocks from the zoo, but we saw them in the wild. They're really amazing. But at the same time, you also see that Sri Lanka's economy has collapsed. It was already weak um, because of bad governments mostly, uh, but the corona pandemic gave the final blow. Um, hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very poor country. I know as we go along, we'll hear more about this, but the short of it, has Bible League been well-received there? When it comes to the ministry of Bible League, I must note that uh, open evangelism is forbidden in Sri Lanka, uh, as I was told. Hmm. And evangelical Christians only make out like 2% of the population. But I heard that the method of personal evangel- uh, evangelization, like uh, Bible League promotes, uh, is, is a safe way and also a powerful way. And all the people I, I talked to uh, told us many times that there is a hunger for the gospel uh, because there is a spiritual emptiness in Buddhism and the other religions. Anton, you traveled to uh, Sri Lanka to specifically meet a man by the name of Chaminda. Um, I have some background information on him, and it says here that he would admit that early in life uh, he was short-tempered, quarrelsome, uh, even fought with his superiors while he was in the Navy serving during the Civil War. Um, his life was truly transformed after that, and you felt like his was a story that had to be told, yes? Yeah, we, we really felt that, that Chimindas, uh, he, has, he has a Buddhist background himself, um, that his testimony was like being a light in the, in the spiritual darkness of Buddhism. Uh, so that's that's why we uh, we went to visit him. Um, he is a great guy to hang out with, um, and, and when you meet him now, you you wouldn't tell that he had this, uh, you know, the bad past that you just been describing. He has a mixed religious background. His mother was a Buddhist, and his father a Roman Catholic. And I think that conflict has formed his character. He 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 was a short-tempered man who couldn't control his tongue. And he said swearing was the coolest thing to do. Uh, that's a quote from him. <laughs> And as he served in the Navy during the Civil War, the Civil War that raged uh, from 1983 to 2009, so 26 years, he, he was quarreling with everyone, uh, including his officers. Um, but I think what it comes down to is that he had no peace of mind. 
uh, and Buddhism couldn't give him that. Well, in a moment, I know you're going to tell us uh, how that all changed to the glory of God. Um, even though he was an unbeliever, uh, Chaminda can point to a handful of occasions when he says he really shouldn't have survived those, uh, and he credits God for bringing him through those difficult times. So yeah, uh, looking back, Chaminda realizes that Jesus saved him three times. Uh, the first time was during a civil war, uh, when a shell exploded in front of his eyes, but he wasn't hurt. The second time, also during the war, when a bomb exploded in a bus, hmm. and Chimena was supposed to be on that bus, but he missed it. And then the third time, he was on a warship, uh, you know, being in the Navy, uh, when the tsunami came in 2004, um, and he and the other crew members survived. And now he sees that, good, that God pulled him through because he had, you know, other plans with his life. Tell us about Chiminda's family, uh, where they live and how they earn a living. Uh, they live in, uh, in Kandy, the outskirts of Kandy, on, on a hill. It's a beautiful uh, location, beautiful forested hill, uh, very green. But uh, the house itself is very simple. Um, it's it's only got three rooms. You know, the four of them, they share one small bedroom. So, yeah, it, it's it's really a, a beautiful but poor place. You can see that. Um, indeed, his, his wife, uh, he, he lived there with his wife, Inoka, and their twins, uh, Anne and Rumel. Uh, indeed, I can relate because also our twins are uh, a girl and a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was lovely to meet them. Uh, very nice people. When we were at his home, we we heard a call uh, to prayer from a nearby mosque, and then Inoka told us is also a, Ho- a Hindu temple uh, and the Buddhist shrine nearby. So they are literally surrounded by the other religions. And then, uh, as for his his tea business, he indeed uh, buys tea from a nearby plantation and sells it under his own name. By the way, as we speak, uh, I'm drinking it. I he, he gave me a package which I still haven't <laughs> yeah, finished. Nice, nice. It's, it's it's delicious, really. However, it's not always enough to make ends meet for them. So indeed, there are days that they don't have a meal to eat or water to drink. Mm-hmm. That sounds very challenging. Um, you say that his religious connections early in life only left him empty. When did Chaminda begin to find hope in the gospel? Uh, actually, that started uh, when he met his wife, Inoka, because she's been a member of the Anglican Church in Kandy uh, her entire life, um, and she pushed him to go to church with her. That's how he, how he said it himself. Now, Inoka's best friend was uh, the wife of Pastor Anton, and Pastor Anton is the local Bible coordinator. And he is the one who shared the gospel with Chaminda using a Bible study booklet from Bible League. So it was um, through these conversations with Pastor Anton that Chaminda overcame his spiritual frustrations and found a solution in Jesus Christ. He said, I knew that Christ was superior to Buddha. Because Buddha instructs you to overcome your sins by doing good deeds and meditation and stuff like that. But I found a God who forgives, you know, and that gave him the peace mm-hmm. of mind that he was looking and longing for. And that hope lit a fire, didn't it? I mean, he's known in that region for sharing Christ with everyone he meets. Uh, you mentioned that he would open his phone uh, and show you photos of people receiving Bibles. Yeah, He, he constantly pulled out his phone uh, from his pocket to show uh, pictures of people receiving Bibles to the materials or praying together, you know, in a Bible study uh, group of Project Philip. And even now, um, he sometimes sends me photos uh, uh, of people receiving Bibles, or or he, you know, giving uh, Bibles to people. So, uh, yeah, he's very busy with that, and uh, it's lovely to see. Yeah, that is a blessing. Um, One of the special stories of Chaminda is of him befriending a Buddhist monk. Tell us about that relationship. Yeah, it's a special one indeed. Yeah, he once met this Taro, as they call it, a Buddhist monk. And this was not just a monk, he was also the principal of a leading college in Kandy. Uh, usually a man who would have, you know, absolutely nothing to do with Christianity or the Bible. Uh, but Chaminda started talking to him. And it's there that I believe that the Holy Spirit has turned his, 
you know, his character, his former quarrelsome character uh, into a bold and fearless, uh, even evangelistic attitude. I think the, the Holy Spirit is using that character features. Um, so he started talking to the to the monk and he listened to him and even let him come back to talk more about Christ. And so the two have become friends. Um, and Chaminda has given the monk a Bible. Mm. But obviously it's, it's, it's still a struggle for this man to, uh, in his position, to abandon uh, Buddhism. Mm. But he has already learned a lot about Jesus. And I'm sure that just know that Chaminda won't, he won't let go of him. Yeah, I'm sure of that too, Anton. Um, another story is he's riding his bicycle, traffic all around, lots of noise. He stops to pray for a friend's father. What happened after that prayer was offered up? It's good to know that both the friend and the father were staunch Buddhists. But Chaminda told his friend to hold the phone to his father's ear and he started to pray. So there and then at the roadside with all the people looking at him, he didn't care, he just prayed with the man. And then uh, the next day, the friend called Chiminda to say that his dad was discharged from the hospital. Mm. And he thanked Chiminda for his prayer. But then Chiminda said, um, it was my God, you should thank him. Mm. So he pointed direct to, to the God of the Bible. And now they have become followers of Christ, where they used to be strong as trees in Buddhism, as he called it. They are now disciples of the Lord Jesus. Wow, what a joy to hear. Um, Anton, our listeners, uh, they've heard us talk about Bible League programs on this action podcast like Project Philip, uh, Bible-based literacy, and church planner training. Uh, Tremendous part of church planner training. Um, How's he using that training to reach Sri Lankans for Christ? And I hear he often reaches them using a tuk-tuk. What in the world is a tuk-tuk? A tuk-tuk is a... They also call it a rickshaw or a rickshaw. It's a three-wheeled mm. motorcycle with a roof. Mm. You see them a lot on the streets in Sri Lanka. I, I've also traveled with those. It's very easy. They they can, you know, in, in, in the, the heavy traffic there, they can just move through all the spaces there. Uh, so it's, it's a very very popular uh, means of transport. But you, you, you asked about the church plant training. What Chaminda liked about uh, the training is that it teaches the whole Bible, as he, as he called it. And, and that's what's the most important thing to him. Uh, like it's not just a few parts that are useful for, for, for ministry, but the whole Bible and, and, and that as a basis for uh, planting a church. So basing your church on the word, grounding it in the word of God. Another thing he mentioned was how the training helped him to introduce God to the people. Of course, he's already doing that, but it gives him more uh, skills to do so. And also the materials that he receives through the church and the training um, are very helpful for him. So, uh, yeah, Bible League is, is his main source also for that. Um, and he is, he is serving 11 Bible study groups in a wide range around where he lives. Mm. Um, so he travels there either by his, his, his motorcycle uh, or a taxi van or in the, indeed with a tuk-tuk. <laughs> well, if we've learned nothing else today, we now know what a tuk-tuk is and how valuable it is to the work of Bible League there in Sri Lanka. I so admire Chaminda, Anton, uh, I'm curious, did this brother talk uh, at all about his favorite character in the Bible? Yeah, the Apostle Paul, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chaminda wants to follow uh, Paul's example as an evangelist and learn from him, you know, how to deal with the challenges that you can face while doing the ministry. Uh, like Paul, you know, for example, he was singing in the prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chaminda said that as long as he spends time with God, he doesn't care about the circumstances he is in. Um, and also Paul's boldness is a great example for him, like he was preaching and teaching on uh, in Athens. Just like that, Chaminda will never give up uh, teaching the gospel. Well, and I know that our prayers and support can go a long way in supporting his ministry through Bible League there. Um, Anton, give us a couple of ways uh, that we can pray for Chaminda. I think we need to pray in the first place for Chaminda to keep up amid the dire eco- economic situation. Like the more time Chaminda has to spend to make ends meet, the less time he has left to carry out his ministry. 
Uh, we should also pray for divine wisdom as he shares the gospel in an environment where open evangelism is prohibited. So please pray for open doors, for open hearts to receive the good news of Christ. But let's also pray for, for his family, uh, his wife Inoka and his children, Anne and uh, Rumal, who are also involved in the ministry in several ways. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything else? It's good to give also some attention to, to Pastor Christy Balendran, who is our uh, national director in Sri Lanka. Ah. He was our guide and mentor during the trip. He's a he's a humble and very wise leader with a good sense of humor as well. And, and just as Chiminda, he's, he's so positive despite all the challenges. Uh, so, so I would like to ask to pray for him too. Yeah, without a doubt. Let's remember Christy, Bible League's national director there in Sri Lanka. Um, Anton, I can't help but think that Chaminda strikes me as a person you wouldn't expect to be following Christ. I mean, he described himself early on in life as short-tempered, quarrelsome, caught up in several religious traditions, and empty from it all. But God, as we so often hear, had a different plan for this man. Um, what is Chaminda's outlook on life now as a maturing believer, and what is his vision for his native Sri Lanka? I think it's good to start with a quote from him. Uh, he, he said, the word of God is like rain to a dry land. Um, and that's how he sees Sri Lanka. Hmm. Uh, he sees Sri Lanka as a spiritually dry land and, and that needs the reign of the Word of God. And he is full of hope for his country. Uh, he, is a, he has a very positive outlook, both on his own life and, and on the ministry. And he believes and knows that there are so many who desire to hear the gospel, even when they are Buddhists or, or Hindus or, hmm. or even Muslims. Um, mostly they are, the, they are so because of the tradition and the culture they are in. Uh, but they experience the, em- the emptiness that Chaminda knows so well himself. And he believes firmly that only the gospel can fill that gap. So yeah, very positive uh, outlook on life, uh, despite all the challenges, because it is based also on the hope there is in Christ. And he also focuses on teaching the gospel to children, because through that, uh, Sri Lanka can become a Christian nation. That's his vision. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus said he'd build his church, and he's doing it through people like Chaminda. Anton, thanks for making that trip to Sri Lanka so that you could meet with Chaminda and his family and share with us his amazing story. Friends, follow Bible League on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can sign up for our Verse of the Day and e-newsletter at BibleLeague.org. That's BibleLeague.org. Let us know your response to Chaminda's story by emailing us at podcast at BibleLeague.org. For this Action Podcast, I'm Michael Woolworth.